You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. If you are visiting us for the first time or if you've come a few times and you're looking for a home church, we're so honored that you came to worship with us this morning. Uh, We have a connection card in the seat back in front of you. If you want to fill that out, we'll help you get more information, get you connected to see if this is where God wants you. And if it's not the church for you, then great. Find somewhere to get connected, to get plugged in and have relationship with other people that believe, that can come around you and believe God with you. Amen? Amen. Also, we have a few other announcements. If you're watching us online, welcome this morning. We're so glad to have you. Pastor Mike, I'm holding down the fort. Pastor Mike is traveling with uh, Jillian Adams right now, and she's having such a great time. You know, it's awesome that we get to get outside of Owensboro to get to minister with other people, be around people that sharpen us so that we can come back and really pour into you guys. Amen. So we have the Youth Chili Cook-Off next Sunday. Everybody say next Sunday. And if you know how to make good chili, we need more people. It's a competition. Everybody votes on, I think it's like the hottest or the taste the best. So if you want to sign up for chili, we only have six people right now. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, we need help. We need lots of chili. So in order to sign up, you can go to the Church Center app. If you click registrations, you can sign up and put your name down. So we need you. We need more chili. This is a fundraiser for our youth for camp. So it's $12 for your whole family to come and eat after church next Sunday. It's in the fellowship hall. It's $4 per person. But this money helps them go to camp. If you're a youth in here and you want to go to camp, if you work it, the money goes towards your camp. So I would suggest that you sign up. I think that's all for the chili. Uh, Water baptisms next Sunday. And also we have, this is amazing, 140 people signed up for small groups. Yes, it's amazing. If you have not signed up, we have a table in the lobby that you can sign up. We have two uh, groups, one here at the church. Uh, Andrew and Miranda Ash are leading a group. They signed up last minute to help us out because we needed more leaders. So they have a small group here at the church. There's free childcare. So if you need someone to watch your kids, that's the group for you. Pastor Daryl and Pastor um, Trisha are having a group in their house and theirs is open as well. I'm gonna just dive right on in this morning. I have just... You know, people are like, Faith, how do you get what you preach? And I just ask the Lord. And what's really neat is he's relational. Everybody say relational. I love how he speaks to me. It's just through my life. And he uses me just to exemplify who he is. And a lot of times I don't get that right. But it's a teachable, humble journey that we're all on, that we're all learning, we're all growing. And I just love how relational he is. And he breaks it down for us to understand how much he loves us and how much he cares for us. Will you just reach your hands out this morning with me? 
Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we just can hear so clearly from you. So, Lord, just let my words just speak so freely what you want to say today, and let me not say what I don't need to say, but let it be precise and exactly what it is that you want to say. And if it's of you, let us receive it. If it's not, let us just not listen to it. But, Father, I thank you that you are speaking, you're moving, you're real, you're alive, and have this service today in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Well, this last week, uh, I had a little family situation. And before that, on Monday last week, the Lord began, I began to ask the Lord, what do you want me to share on? And he said, compassion. I had no idea this was a journey that I was going to take over the next two weeks to really, truly humble myself. And I began to look through scripture and how Jesus was, had compassion, how God had compassion. And there's about 12 situations in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there's six times where it says Jesus was moved with compassion in the New Testament. But I didn't realize how I was lacking in the area of compassion until something happened. I got a call on Thursday from my mom and she said, the doctor just called me and said, if I don't get to the hospital, I'm going to die. We didn't know how severe this was. My mom had not been able to go to the bathroom for 10 days and um, was very painful having labor pains, but she didn't express to us the severity of what was going on because it's hard to know. They had an MRI, they did enema, they gave her antibiotics and nothing was showing up that there was a problem. So I get in my car, my husband and I looked at each other. I'm like, I gotta go. So I went on Friday and... Um, the Lord just began to prepare my heart for what I was going to walk into. My mom and I have not had the greatest relationship. So uh, I really felt like the Lord was like, I want you to go and I want you to be with her. I said, okay. So I left my baby. I left my family and I went up north six hours and I was just asking the Lord, like, Lord, let me get there before she goes into surgery. And I had my anointing oil on. It says, call for the elders of the church and they'll anoint the sick and see them healed. Amen. So I had like, I felt like I was on a mission to get there before she went into surgery. Then I get there and the uh, oncologists and the surgeons were all prepping us because they're like, she has cancer. It could be stage four. Uh, she's going to have to have chemo. And they began to take us down this, what this path could look like. And I just, it wasn't that I was like, no, she doesn't have cancer. It was just like, I just knew in my heart God was going to do something. I just had this expectation like, no, I know God's bigger than this. But I got there and my mom, you could just see the fear all over her. And my heart began to be moved with compassion, to feel what she was feeling, even though I didn't have a great relationship with her. And the Lord said, this is why I actually am having you go, Faith, is because I want to actually teach you something. And it's not that God allows bad things to happen to teach us things, but we can be taught some things through hard times. Amen? Yeah. So I got my anointing well out and I just prayed over her. She went into surgery and she came out. I'm going to get to my point eventually, but she came out of surgery. And if you don't have anybody advocating for you in the hospital, 
I'm so thankful. She had great nurses, but there were two nurses for 16 people on that wing. And if I wasn't there advocating for her, I don't know what she would have been experiencing because it was already bad. And she was, I was sitting by her side holding her hand and my brother was holding her other hand. She was trying to get out of the bed. She was in so much pain. And I just began to weep at the feel of what she was going through. And Jesus began to speak to me and he said, you have no idea what it's like to be moved with compassion. And I began to feel for her and have empathy for her. And it's not something that comes easily for me over the years. I've had to learn how to do that. And through situation, God teaches us how to have empathy, which builds compassion. In the Bible, we see that Jesus wasn't moved by compassion. He was moved with compassion. So hopefully today I can take you on this journey of really stirring something on the inside of you. Maybe for your loved ones. Maybe you've walked in here and you've had separation from loved ones in your life. Maybe you have a hard time with your kids having compassion for them. Maybe it's even people on your job every day that you get frustrated with, but I believe God is wanting us to be moved with compassion. So there I was holding my mom's hand. Thank God my brother was with me. He was holding her other hand. And for two and a half hours, her pain, it took to get regulated. And it was very painful for me, but I stood right by her side and then I got up at two o'clock in the morning. I stayed with the night with her and I began to walk the pod of the oncology unit and I began to pray. And I saw these people's doors open and nobody was there visiting them or with them. And I just began, my heart just began to break for them that they were in this situation that they had cancer and they were sitting there with nobody there with them. But there was one in particular I kept getting drawn to, and I thought, I better not get kicked out of the hospital if I go into this woman's room, because they told me I, wouldn't, I shouldn't be staying the night there, but I was like, please let me stay the night. I need to be here with my mom, so they allowed for it. But through the weekend, the kids came in, my niece and nephew, and um, my daughter came, and I began to show them, like, hey, guys, look, all these people don't have anybody. And Babcha Jan, Polish Grandma Jan, has all of us that love her. And I began to teach them, like, oh, this is what compassion is, is being with people when they're hurting and loving on people when they're having a hard time. And so the kids, they, they said, well, what if we went and we waved at them? And so they began to wave at all these people and you just begin to see like the sadness bring joy. And it was just such a beautiful moment. So I began to ask the Lord, like how Lord can we be moved with compassion? And he said, it's pretty easy because I've given you lots of examples in the word on how you can be moved with compassion. So the first thing it says in Luke 6, 36 in the NLT version, it says, you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. And here he was speaking actually about the enemies. It says, love your enemies. But then it says, you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. So if this is for our enemies, think about how much more it should be for people that we love, 
right? So on Tuesday, we get a call, and my mom, the oncologist, said, it's a miracle your mom doesn't have cancer. And I began to think, like, Lord, you're so good. And he said, yeah, that's, I want to move, but I want my people to be moved with the compassion that I have for my daughters, for my sons. And so the first thing that he told me was, I'm, I was moved physically for people. It says in Mark 8, in the NIV, it says, During those days, another large crowd gathered. Since they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They've already been here with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. His disciples answered and said, but where is this remote place? Can anyone get enough bread to feed them? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people, and so they did. They had a few small fish as well. He gave them for them also and told the disciples to distribute them, and all the people ate and were satisfied. Everybody say satisfied. Here, Jesus was moved with compassion, and, he, and then the people were satisfied. And I think we as believers can be moved to help people. We have people that have new babies and people are moved with compassion to bring them a new meal. Somebody is sick in the hospital. People are moved with compassion to go be with them, get them what they need. But I think there's just like this deeper level of being moved with compassion physically. So when people are saying, can you pray for me? Yeah, I'll pray for you. Instead of in that moment, Jesus is saying, no, I want you to move with compassion right now here in this moment. Yes, let's, let's seek God right now in this moment and begin to allow the Lord to bring you the empathy that's needed in this situation. I just, I'm having a hard time with my son. He's running off from the Lord. Okay, I wanna believe God with you right now in this moment. Can we do that? Instead of waiting and saying, Let's pray for them. Let's be moved with compassion for somebody that's in our lives that might need you physically. If you're here and you're a caregiver, can you stand up if you're caring for people? There's a lot of you because you've been on my heart this week. While I was there for six days at the hospital with my mom, I was moved with compassion. And I began to think about all the people that are caring for other people. And I began to think, why aren't we the body around these people helping them to be with them? Like, what do you need? Can we stretch our hands out to these people? Because I know that they have a lot on their plate, that it's heavy caring for people, that it's a lot. And maybe you know these people. And you want to ask them, can I do something for you? What can I do physically to help, help you carry this burden? What can I do? 
So let's pray. Father, I just thank you for every person in this room that's standing, that's taking care of people, that's caregiving. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are just releasing burdens off of them right now, that you're helping them carry the load, that it's not their load to carry, but God, give them the strength and the capacity that they need to physically, take care of the people that are in their life, Lord. Give them the grace and the peace of God that they need in this season, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you know somebody that was standing, let's get around them and help them. What do they have need of? And let's, as a body, come and support them. Amen. It says in, in, that, in the message, it says, this crowd is breaking my heart. They have stuck with me for three days. It broke the heart of Jesus that these people had need. Let's let that be our cry. Lord, help me to see what is needed. Ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that people need right now in this season? Let me be moved with compassion for these people. And ask the Lord. I had, a, I had no idea how to help my mom. I had no idea. I was like, I felt so alone. And that's what it feels like when you're taking care of people. It's very lonely. It's like, what can I do, Lord? And the Lord was so good. He showed me exactly what I needed to do every time. So the people that are around you that seem so hard to help, we all have them, right? Yeah, it's hard to break through sometimes. But ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that they need physically, emotionally, spiritually. These are the areas I'm gonna target today. Physically, Jesus was moved with compassion to heal. It says in Luke chapter seven, verse 11 through 15 in the NLT, it says, soon afterward, Jesus went with the disciples to the village of Nain and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate and the young man who had died was a widow's only son and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearer stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. In the Passion Translation, verse 13, it says, when the Lord saw the grieving mother, his heart broke for her. Lord, help us to see people who have need. Help us to see people that are broken so that we can be moved by compassion. Jesus went not only physically moved by compassion, but spiritually, he saw people where they were spiritually and he was moved with compassion. It says in Matthew Chapter nine, verse 35 through 38, it says, and Jesus went about all the cities and the villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of disease and all manner of sickness. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were distressed and scattered as sheep not having a shepherd, then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest is indeed plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he send forth laborers into his harvest. As we're going into small group season, you're connecting in a small group. If you see somebody who's coming into your small group who needs a new believer's handbook, they're saved, they just recently got saved, recently rededicated their life, Maybe 
It's us being moved with the compassion to be like, hey, let's go get coffee and let's do the New Believers Handbook together. To be moved to help people grow spiritually. Amen? I didn't have a lot of amens in that area because it takes time, right? I was six days, I was just like sitting in the hospital. I was like, oh my goodness, this is a lot of time. It does. It takes time to help people to really be moved by compassion. The Lord is asking us, I believe today, to think about outside of ourselves, how can I use my time wisely for my family and I, but how can I think outside of what's in my bubble right now to be moved with compassion for other people in your small group, maybe on your team that you're serving with, if you see somebody new coming on your team, you're like, hey, let's go have lunch together. Get to know people, invest in people. So tell me what's going on in your life that's really hard right now. That's me trying to connect with somebody to build some empathy, to build some compassion for them. I see that you are crying in service. Are you doing okay? Hey, I want to follow up. I knew your aunt was in the hospital. How is that going? It's hard for us to keep track of everybody in the church and what's going on with them, but we're really trying to be intentional with connecting you with you guys and staying connected to what's going on in your life and your family. And Latricia does an amazing job. While I was gone, I, I, I just sent Latricia a message. I said, I'm going. They say my mom has cancer. I'm believing for no cancer. I need all the prayer that I can get. And I began to get flooded with all of these text messages of people checking on me, checking on my mom. And I begin to feel compassion from other people. It was really beautiful. I feel like I'm all over the place right now in my sermon, but I'm trying to get you to understand how the body should be functioning. It should be functioning with compassion, not just for ourselves, but for our city, for our nation, for our world. I'm thinking like, gosh, Lord, I dropped off a meal this week and I forgot to pray for them for their new baby. I was just in the motions. And I think we get so in the motions that we forget what it's like to really connect with one another, to go deeper to the place. And some of us, it's really hard to feel because we have walls up. And in those moments with my mom in the hospital, we began to talk like we've never talked before. And it was really beautiful what God was doing in my heart. He was like, yeah, Faith, you've had this wall up. And it began to come down. And I began to get vulnerable. My mom began to get vulnerable. And I believe God's doing a new thing in my family that through all of this, I began to feel moved with compassion from Jesus, how he wants relationships to function. That yes, it's been functioning this way for 40 years, but that doesn't mean that God can't change it around. He's a God that is capable of more than enough. But if I will open myself up to allow God to do a work in my heart, then maybe he can open my mom's heart and allow a work to be done in her heart. But it probably starts with me. (laughs) And it's probably going to start with you. It's probably going to start with you maybe going to somebody's house that you 
don't really care for and dropping off a gift on their front porch and just leaving them a little note. Maybe it's you reconnecting with somebody of your past and writing them a letter in the mail. Maybe it's you calling somebody and saying, hey, we've had a disagreement, but I really want to make things right. Or maybe it's just somebody you see that's new here and you're like, hey, I noticed that you've been coming for a while. I've not met you. My name's Faith. I'd love to get to know you. Do you want to go have coffee? Like, I would love our culture to step into a level of compassion that it's never really seen in the church. So if Jesus is saying, be compassionate towards sinners, I would love for us to be the model that moves with compassion so that when we see the world, they're like, oh, I definitely want what you guys have. It's not something I've ever seen before. I want that. And also Jesus was moved emotionally for people. John 11, verse 1 through 45. I'm going to read it out of my Bible here really quick. Are you all still with me? Okay. This is good. It's good because this is like, this is things that aren't ordinary that should be ordinary day to day. We just, story that we read in the Bible I think doesn't come to life for us unless we experience it for ourselves. And then when we experience it, it's like, oh, this is raw. This is real. And if you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, you don't have a relationship with God, God was moved with so much compassion for you that he sent his son to die on a cross to drip blood so that you could have a sacrifice right there for you. Jesus died to sacrifice so that you could have a direct connection with the heavenly father and have a relationship with him. He was that moved. So if that's you, it's so simple. I just feel the Lord all over this right now. If that's so simple, all you have to do is say, God, I want to invite you into my life. I want to make you the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm stopping what I'm doing in my past, and I'm looking to you, and I'm going to start living for you. And then connect with us at the welcome desk and let us know that you made that decision so we can get you your next steps. Amen? He loves you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've said. It doesn't matter if anybody's loved you. He loves you. John 11 I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, In the village of Bethany, there was a man named Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. Mary was the one who would anoint Jesus' feet with costly perfume and dry his feet with her long hair. One day, Lazarus became very sick to the point of death, so his sisters sent a message to Jesus. Lord, our brother Lazarus, the one you love, is very sick. Please come. When he heard this, he said, the sickness will not end in death for Lazarus, but will bring glory and praise to God. This will reveal the greatness of the Son of God by what takes place. Now, even though Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he remained where he was for two more days. He already knew what was going to happen. 
He wasn't worried. Finally, on the third day, he said to his disciples, come, it's time to go to Bethany. But teacher, they said to him, do you really want to go back there? It was just a short time ago. The people of Judea were going to stone you. And Jesus replied, are there not 12 hours of daylight in every day? You can go through a day without the fear of stumbling when you walk in the one who gives light to the world. But you'll stumble when the light and it's not in you for you'll be walking in the dark. Then Jesus added, Lazarus, our friend, has just fallen asleep. It's time that I go and awaken him. When they heard this, the disciples replied, Lord, if he has just fallen asleep, then he'll get better. Jesus was speaking about Lazarus' death, but the disciples presumed he was talking about natural sleep. Then Jesus made it plain to them, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there because you, you have another opportunity to see who I am so that you'll learn to trust in me. Come, let's go and see him. So Thomas, nicknamed the twin, remarked to the other disciples, let's go so that we can die with him. Now, when they arrived at Bethany, which was only about two miles from Jerusalem, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Many friends of Mary and Martha had come from the region to console them over the loss of their brother. And when Martha heard that Jesus was approaching the village, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. And Martha said to Jesus, my Lord, if only you had come sooner, my brother wouldn't have died. But I know that if you were to ask God for anything, he would do it for you. Jesus told her, your brother will rise and live. She replied, yes, I know he will rise with everyone else on resurrection day. Martha, Jesus said, you don't have to wait until then. I am the resurrection and I am the life eternal. Anyone who clings to me in faith, even though he dies, will live forever. And the one who lives by believing in me will never die. Then Martha replied, yes, Lord, I believe. I've always believed that you are the anointed one, the son of God who has come into the world for us. Then she left and hurried off to her sister Mary and called her aside from all the mourners and whispered to her, the master is here and he's asking for you. So when Mary heard this, she quickly went off to find him for Jesus was lingering outside the village at the same spot where Martha met him. Now when Mary's friends who were comforting her noticed how quickly she ran out of the house, they followed her assuming she was going to the tomb of her brother to mourn. When Mary finally found Jesus outside the village, she fell at his feet in tears and said, Lord, if only you had been there, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus looked at Mary and saw her weeping at his feet and all her friends who were with her grieving, he shuddered with emotion and was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion. What an amazing example he was deeply moved with emotion. I think it's so hard for us to be deeply moved with emotion because of our own insecurities. But if we can allow God to come in and do what he wants to do in our lives, we can be moved deeply with emotion for other people. It is good. It is good. When we can open ourselves up to allow God, humble ourselves, surrender our lives, like, okay, Lord, I'm going to allow you to let me feel again. I'm going to allow you to heal me, to heal my heart, to go to the deep places so that I can get healthy, so that I can help people walk through to get help, to get what they need. Amen. I just think that's so beautiful. And said, Lord, and then the Lord said, Come with us and we'll show you. 
or I'm sorry, Lord, come with us and we'll show you, they replied. Then tears streamed down Jesus' face. Golly, when we're moved with compassion, it like moves us with emotion to feel what people are feeling. So I'm really working on that in my life to really be moved how God would be moved, how Jesus moved in the day-to-day. I was having coffee with somebody the other day, and golly, I was like, oh, they're really moved with compassion. I need to learn from them. Their kid was having a hard time at their school. You know, bullies happen, situations happen, and they met with people about it. And this mom, she said, I want this kid to get the help they need. We need to pray for him. Me, mama bear, I'd be like, whatever. What does that kid think he's doing? And here she was being moved with compassion to be like, let's pray for him. Let's get him the help he needs. What can we do to help this kid? Because obviously if he's bullying, he's being bullied. I was like, wow, that is the heart of God. So in your life, think about the areas that God can help you be led with his emotion, with his way of handling situations. Because a lot of times if it's familial, it's probably the hardest thing you'll have to walk through. But God's, God's with you. He's going to help you. And I believe he's wanting to take us to a whole nother level of compassion for not just our family, for not just the church body, but for people that we see every day. Lord, how can I be moved with compassion for these people? There's so many scriptures that I could go on and share with you, but I'm not going to. But I do want to leave you with a couple, two things really quick. Maddie, if you'll come up and do that last song for me. Um, compassion, Hebrew and Greek words translated compassion means to have mercy, to feel sympathy, to have pity, and to empathize with someone who's suffering and to feel compelled to reduce the suffering. And most of the time, guys, it's not what you can do, but it's you being with somebody in their mess. It's you sitting with somebody and just listening. Your ears have compassion to just sit and listen. Because most of the time, that's what we just need is somebody to listen to us. Amen? Yeah. It's you sitting with people in hard times. It's you maybe going to the hospital and start visiting and praying for people. I don't know what it is for you, but I would love for us to all move to a new level of compassion. Will you stand with me this morning? We all just lift a hand to heaven if you feel comfortable. Say this with me. Say, God, today, give me a new revelation of what your compassion means, what compassion looks like for people around me, for my family, for my friends, for people in the community for people in my job. Help me to see how to handle situations and what to say, 
when I don't know what to say. Let me be a hearer and not just somebody who talks. Let me stop in moments that I need to be there for people. Help me to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're in this room and you were who I was speaking to, that you've never had people have compassion on you, that you've never walked alongside of the Lord and had relationship with him. We have a prayer team if you'll come down to the altar. If you want to make that dedication to the Lord, your life, to let Jesus pour his love out on you so that you could have relationship with God to understand what true love means what God wants to do in and through you this morning. We have a prayer team down here. They'd love to pray with you. If you need a physical healing in your body, and maybe this is just, this sermon's just moved you, and you're like, I need somebody to believe God with me over a situation where I need to be moved with compassion. You're welcome to come down front. Father, we just thank you new levels of compassion for your people, new levels. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in this region. Thank you, God, that you're moving, you're speaking, and you're breathing life into us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, have an amazing afternoon watching the Super Bowl. I don't watch. I don't even know who's playing. It's terrible. I know. I'm sorry. I'm going to eat food, though. It's really great. So if you haven't signed up for a small group, please see them at the table out front. You guys have an amazing Sunday.